This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. First, let me tell you about our spotlight sponsor, and it's Jace Medical. Jace Medical is the uh, place that uh, uh, can help you prepare your family for drug shortages. And there are drug shortages right now. I mean, you know, but really complex things like uh, uh, augmentin. Wait, that's not exactly like a polio vaccine or something that we haven't had. Um, uh, Augmentin? Yeah. So you want to make sure your family is prepared. I want you to go to Jace Medical, J-A-S-E medical.com. Start with the Jace case. That'll get you five different antibiotics that you'll be able to have in your home in case of an emergency. Plus, you can then build that out and get all of the medications or many of the medications that your family needs. Uh, So if there is a breakdown of, you know, the supply chain, how is that? Uh, you, You are prepared. Get a year's worth of supply or your family's medication. Jace Medical, J-A-S-E medical.com. That's Jace medical.com. Enter the promo code Beck at checkout. Again, Jace medical.com. Connecticut in the studios of WELI. Uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I am on the road this week, uh, and um, and there's a lot going on. Uh, the border issue. We begin with the border issue. The 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 new war uh, funding that came out. They're calling it a border bill, but it's war funding. Uh, speaking of war, we didn't just lob a few over to uh, towards Iran. Uh, we were also with the Houthis, and this is just the beginning, according to the Pentagon. Uh, we're giving Ukraine money. We're giving an awful lot of money, 15, uh, $14 billion to uh, Iran. I'm sorry, to uh, Israel. But the good news is we're also giving $10 billion to the other side. So we're friends with everybody. <laughs> it's great. I'm going to give you the news that you need to know. In 60 seconds, stand by. First, our sponsor this half hour is Genucel. Yeah, even if you only have a few minutes to spare during your morning routine, you can keep your face wrinkle-free with Gen 90. It's the new instant wrinkle treatment from Genucel. Gen 90 instantly reduces the appearance of wrinkles around the eyes and forehead, the crow's feet, laugh lines, even the chin, 
And the amazing part is that it starts working in seconds. It's the perfect Valentine's Day gift for yourself or your Valentine. If you want to feel confident in the skin you're walking around in, you need Gen 90. It's the luxurious, nourishing, and silky smooth answer. You're going to see it and feel it work almost immediately. You can take advantage of the Gen 90 Valentine's Day sale now at GenuCell.com where it's included in the bestseller package. You don't need the heart medical procedures. What you need is Gen 90. It's so much less and it can be done in the comfort of your own home. Until Valentine's Day, every Gen 90 order comes with free shipping and a luxury Valentine's spa box. Uh, so you don't have to spend a lot of time and you can make sure you get great results with GenuCell. GenuCell.com slash Beck. GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. Well, hello and uh, welcome. I'm glad you're here today, Stu. Welcome. There's a lot going on. Let me start with the border news over the weekend. It continued to heat up. And let me just give you a few of the touch points here. More governors traveled to uh, the Texas-Mexico border on Sunday to show their solidarity with uh, Governor Abbott and the federal government. Speeches were given directly at Ground Zero, and the media is dubbing it Civil War 2.0. So they were surrounded by the Texas National Guard, military vehicles, loads of razor wire Right in Shelby Park at Eagle Pass, Texas. Now, over on the federal level, the Senate appears to have come to an agreement on, they say it's a border bill, but we'll get into the details here in a second. It's actually a multi-billion dollar war package. Uh, Do not be fooled by the name border bill. It's not. Now, it does have some stuff to do with the border, depending on who you talk to. It's both amazing for the border and the worst piece of immigration legislation in history. It's weird how something could be both of those things. Could it also possibly be that all of the border news happening right now is just a song and dance? Could it be that no one is actually interested at all in solving the border problem? All the world is but a stage, and we are merely its players. Yes, yes, that's what's happening. For decades now, the border has been enormous political capital for both uh, sides in Washington, D.C. Republicans love it, Democrats love it, and they never really cared about the impacts to our communities and to our states. Why would they suddenly start caring about it now? Well, because it's so bad. Uh huh. So we sent our Blaze Originals documentary team down with the border uh, convoy, and boy, did they learn a lot. They were with the convoy, but the convoy led them to all kinds of other discoveries about the standoff at the border between the state and the feds. We found something shocking that no one is talking about. We're being duped. By all sides. Here's one piece I can give you today. Consider this. Did you hear about a, a secret meeting? Did you hear that while reports of record amounts of illegals were pouring over our border? This was in December. Secretary of State Blinken held a secret meeting with Mexican officials in Mexico City. Now, it was reported that he traveled there. But the full contents of the meeting were not disclosed. We have no idea. Why is that? Was there an agreement that was made? Were concessions handed over? If so, what did we give up? 
Why isn't this meeting discussed in the media when they talk about Civil War 2.0? Or when the Senate hails a landmark border deal? What happened in Mexico? Could all of this just be a charade for the people? Our Blaze original documentary team might have the real answer for you. The full report is coming out in a couple of weeks, but we will have more on this on our Wednesday night TV special. This is all breaking news uh, in in our world, uh, and we'll give you all of the full details <clears throat> as we as we gather everything and make sure it's all buttoned up. Now, the senators revealed a one hundred and eighteen billion dollar emergency national security supplemental appropriations act. Wow! So it's an emergency, and it's about national security. So what did we get? Well, $118 billion national security supplemental supplemental appropriations act would give $60 billion in aid to Ukraine. Wait, wait, what? So it's $118 billion. Half of it goes to, I thought it, wait, wait, emergency national security supplemental bill. I thought that national emergency was... The border, because wasn't that why he needed emergency powers, the border? So half the money goes to uh, aid Ukraine. Uh, they also allocated $20 billion into securing uh, the U.S. southern border. Okay, so say, wait. So three times the amount goes to Ukraine. Uh, also, $20 billion for the border, $14 billion in security assistance to Israel, and just to make it all fair, $10 billion in humanitarian assistance for civilians caught in the conflict zones of Gaza. Oh, well, that's okay. Wait, what? Four and a half billion, almost five billion to support key regional partners in the Indo-Pacific to deter China. Two and a half billion dollars to support U.S. Central Command operations in the Red Sea. billion for Ukrainians and other refugees displaced. $400 million for the Nonprofit Security Grant Program, which helps nonprofits in places of worship to make security enhancements. Uh, uh. It would also require the Department of Homeland Security to nearly shut down the border. Now, listen to this. Nearly shut down the border. What does that mean exactly? Well, it means that we're not going to shut down the border, but nearly do it. Now, not today, but that they can do that if the migrant crossers increase more than 5,000 a day on any given week, or if the average daily encounters reach uh, 4,000 people a day in a one-week span. So, If there's 4,000 people for six days, they can't shut down the border. I'm sorry. They can't nearly shut down the border. At a rate of 5,000 illegal immigrants entering the country, that would mean more than 1.8 million illegal aliens would be coming into the country every year. But remember, I haven't gotten to the nearly shut down the border. This is their solution today. To let an additional two, 2 million people just come across our border. Okay, we're a little sick of the 4 million, I think. We're a little sick. We're, let's, 
Let's slow it down. Let's just do two million. Oh, okay. Uh, now, Chris Murphy from uh, the de- Democrat from the great state of Connecticut, and I mean that being here, it is a lovely, lovely state. What they've done with the trash is just wonderful. It really is. A requirement of the president to uh, funnel asylum claims to the land ports of entry when more than 5,000 people cross a day. This is what Murphy is saying yesterday on X. The border never closes, but claims must be processed at the ports. This allows for a more and more orderly, humane asylum processing system. So, got that? So, if it's more than 5,000 a day, then... They have to be processed at the ports. That's the nearly closing the border. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds really bad. This is what, you know, Lankford came out and he was like, you know, everybody's saying this is much worse than what we said it was going to be. I challenge the people to come up to me and tell me what is worse. Well, you know, he's kind of right. Remember when the media was saying, oh, it has none of that stuff in the bill. Oh, that's an outrage. That is disinformation that those things are in the bill. Yeah. Um, Langford, it's probably not worse. You've confirmed everything that we said was in it that you all were saying, wait until you find out what's in the bill, because that's not in the bill. It's in the bill. Oh, my gosh. With, you know, with people like Langford, who needs friends? Seriously. Who needs friends? I'm a little confused. I, I'm going to have to get with the speaker's team on and to find out what part would be worse than what we had expected based on the actual text. It's not worse. It is the text that we said it was, and you said it wasn't. Oh, my God. Stu, can you just take over for a sec? Because I'm going to have an aneurysm over here in the corner. <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, that, on that point, you're totally right. Like, there was this big pushback from these people who were negotiating it, Langford being key in this uh, in this room, saying, oh, you guys are just acting off of rumors. You're acting off of internet posts. You're acting off of a, you know false reporting about what this, what's in this bill. I would never allow this to be in this bill. And then they released the text of the bill, and, I mean, to the number... Almost every single part of it is exactly what was reported. I mean, it, it's bizarre. I will say, when you when you get to the point of talking about it being worse, I would include this in the worst description. Tell me if you if you agree with this. There is a provision in the bill that would allow the president. Now you might be um, you, you might not know, but Joe Biden is currently the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so this would be mm-hmm. under his authority. There's a provision in the bill that would allow the president to suspend the shutdown authority. It says, quote, it authorizes the president to suspend the border emergency on an emergency basis for up to 45 days if it's in the national interest. So what do you think happens when we get across this 5,000 barrier? Every time he at least suspends it for 45 days, and God only knows if he can do it consecutively and in perpetuity. That's probably what would wind up happening, uh, though mm. I'm not sure about that detail. I mean, look, Glenn, you know, you, you look at the bill, and there are things in here that theoretically would make the situation a little bit better. I mean, there are asylum, there's asylum improvements that I think could be part of an eventual bill. Um, they, they say that... Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, why even discuss... 
it's a non-starter because of things like this. Mm-hmm. According to the bill, if you cross the border illegally, you get arrested, and then Department of Homeland Security, they decide that you're entitled to protection, they're now able to give you automatic un, uh, automatic employment authorization. Yeah, until you have your asylum hearing. Now, a couple right. of parts in addition to that, they say the asylum hearings are going to come faster, so no more 2032 court dates. Sure do, they are. do you believe that? I mean, it, the this is the problem. I don't believe that. Now, if they they say it was, it's going to supposedly bring this down to months instead of years for asylum, that would be a legitimate uh, improvement as what we Except have it's right not now. By, I but don't it's, think it's by judges. I think it's by the Department of Homeland Security. Is it not? It's. I think it's by the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. Um, it it, it kind of shifts a lot of it, at least over over there. But again, do I believe that they're, they're going to actually accomplish that? No. They also have tougher asylum requirements. And like, this is a this could be a legitimate one, Glenn. But like. Think about this in a real country that does the things they say they do, right? They say uh, they would clu- include three bars to eligibility, okay? Number one, criminal history. So if you have criminal history, no asylum mm-hmm. for you. Okay, mm-hmm. totally legitimate. Number two, could they have resettled in another country on the way to the U.S.? Oh, yeah, okay. If you actually implemented that, that would be a great improvement. Number three, could they have resettled somewhere else in their own country? Okay, Perfect. Like, yeah, that, that would be a legitimate thing to do. That would be an improvement over our system, and it would be a rational way to decipher these claims. No one believes they're going to do those things. No one believes that this is actually going to happen. When they're ignoring dozens and dozens of other laws that are already on the books, why would we believe they would suddenly just implement this one part of this one law that would improve the system? And they have no trust from the people. And they have no rational reason to be trusted. And that is a, a bigger part, part of this problem. Not to mention, they put in there that the, the, the U.S. or the president of the United States can just suspend the authority. So, like, at some points they say, well, it's required that they shut the border down. And then and at the same time say, well, he's got a 45-day window to supplement this at any point. So, in, like... Yeah, I, his emergency power is to... Shut this bill down at any time. Yeah. If he feels that it's an emergency mm-hmm. and in our best interest, he can shut this bill down. We all thought he was saying he needed emergency power to shut the border down. He's not. And their response is, well, he's nearly shutting it down. Right. Only 1.8 million people can come across the border in a year. Now, they are pushing, Only 1. They are pushing back against that number. They're, they're, it does, it, you know... The way they're wording it is that it doesn't mean that they're allowed in. 5,000 are not allowed in. They are saying that single adults would be detained Mm -hmm. um, and families would be released via ATD, Glenn. Alternatives Mm -hmm. to detention. Ah. A little old ATD going on. But of course, like, to me, even if you're detaining them in the United States, you're still letting them into the United States. And, and we're feeding and clothing and caring for people that we shouldn't be feeding, caring, or clothing. And I mean, this is the, the, just the, insane. The expansion of the uh, detention capacity is only 16,000. So again, oh. this is a few days under the okay. system. Where else? Yeah, will, then where right. do people go again? We're going to be in the same crisis situation all over again. All right, back in just a second with more. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Patriot Mobile. If you haven't made the switch to Patriot Mobile yet, today is the day. There has never been a better time because Every day that you spend, every day that you spend one 
thin dime with big mobile companies a day. You could be saving a ton of money for a service that runs on the same towers as everybody that is just as great as their competitors. So you're never you're, you get the same service. You get the same coverage. You get better customer service. You get a better price. And you're working with people who are actually trying to save the country, not destroy it. Please, this is the lowest level of ways you can help save your country. Work with the people who actually are doing work, trying to fight all of this crap behind this. They take their profits and they plow it in to programs and to people who are on the ground in your own community trying to help stop this. PatriotMobile.com slash back. More than a phone company. They are they they are patriots that are coming to the rescue and doing everything they can legally and constitutionally to be able to stop all of this. PatriotMobile.com slash back. Stop arming the other side. PatriotMobile.com slash back. Make the switch today. Call 972 Patriot. 972 Patriot free activation use of prov- uh, the offer code back 10 seconds station ID So I got a uh I got a text message from uh, Tucker Carlson last night um he is indeed in Russia and um you know he'll tell you about it when he gets back uh, but he is in Russia, and i got a lot to say about this uh, later on in the program today. Uh, all right, so in the bill, $118.28 billion national security supplemental package includes $60 billion support Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel, $2.4 billion to support operations at the U.S. Central Command and address combat expenditures related to the conflict in the Red Sea. So far, it uh, it looks like a war bill. Uh, $10 billion in humanitarian assistance to provide food, water, shelter, medical care, and other essential services to Gaza and the West Bank, Ukraine, and other populations caught in conflict zones across the globe. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That seems r- relatively broad, doesn't it? $4.83 billion to support key regional partners in the Indo-Pacific and deter aggression by the Chinese government. $2.3 billion to continue support for Ukrainians displaced by Putin's war of aggression and other refugees fleeing persecution. Then we get to the border. Wait, so hold on. All of that in the emergency border bill, and we haven't even gotten to the border yet. Oh, yeah, there's a lot more. We'll give it to you coming up in a minute. Stand by. Wait until you hear how easy it is for you to be deported, too. Woo! Air cracking down. Daniel wrote in about his dog experiences with rough greens. He says, Finnegan, 12-year-old husky lab who used to sleep most of the day. We had to spike his food every day with a little bit of cheese. Even then, he would eat most of the the cheese and not a lot of the food, uh, sometimes for days. I was a bit skeptical about ordering rough greens, but I gave it a try. A month or so in, Finnegan is incredibly active, and he runs and plays with other dogs. He even chases rabbits and squirrels again. I wish I would have discovered this product years ago. Daniel, I got to tell you, that is exactly what happened. I only fed it to Uno because I just wanted him to eat his food, 
And then I saw all these amazing benefits. I know that's not the way they sell it, but that's the truth, at least for my dog. He wouldn't eat. Rough Greens, not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. You sprinkle it on the dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. You need the green stuff. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Get the trial bag for free. You just pay for shipping 833-GLEN33. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn30 and save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Well, you know, it's interesting and so very, very sad. Could ha- couldn't happen to the nicer people. Uh, CNN's morning show has been canceled. Uh, they should just go dark in the morning. You know what I mean? Are you, sure? Just... Are you sure about that, Glenn? I mean, what, in the morning? I mean, shouldn't they just consider it for the whole 24-hour schedule? Well, I was just thinking of the slogan, which is, which is, is appropriate even today. Darkness in the morning. <laughs> I think... <laughs> That would be good. Uh, you know, CNN, if you're looking to rocket your ratings, you could put this show on just as a simulcast <laughs> and you'd rock the ratings. Now, the most heard uh, thing from your newsroom would be, oh, pluck out thine eyes. Okay. Uh, so you'd be all eyeless reporters, but they couldn't be worse if they were eyeless. So you might consider it. I, consider I'm going to put the possibilities that if you want to do another bet on that one no, for a thousand dollars, I'm willing oh. to take the no side. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So uh, not only does this bill codify 1.5 million illegal border crossings into law, you've got to call your Senator right now and Oklahoma. Oh, I feel bad for you. Really? I, your guy in the Republican party, He negotiated this? Wow. Is that a surprise to you? Not only does it uh, codify a million and a half illegal border crossings and make it law, but the border emergency that automatically gets implemented at 5,000 crossings a day in a week can be overturned by Joe Biden. Oh, And then it also locks in all green card giveaways through 2030. So that's another added boy. I bet that was hard for Langford to get. Don't you think, Stu? Mm -hmm. He probably. Uh, Here's the uh, limiting part of the new border emergency authority. Um, It's it's quite amazing. Okay, so remember, border emergency authority, if. It's over 5,000 a day. Then the president, should he deem, can say, we're shutting this. No, we're almost shutting this down, which means those, uh, you know, uh, extra 2,000 people just have to go to ports of entry. So then they can, you know, just go through the standard process at the ports of entry. That's great. Now, he can almost shut the border down. Um, for 180 days after the first two years of this bill, which is kind of like saying we're going to make them enforce the border when it gets really bad, but only for six months out of the year. And then I believe there's a 45-day clause as well, Stu. Yeah, the 45-day clause is they can suspend. Once the border, quote-unquote, almost shut down, kicks in, 
they can suspend the almost shutdown for 45 days at the president's whim. Basically, the only standard he has to hit on that is he feels that it is in the national interest, which, of course, means anything. Okay. Right. Like, right. I, I, so, yeah, I know. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um, who is organizing? Uh, we've proven it by showing you the actual maps and everything else. Who's organizing the people in South and Central America to get to our border? Who starts with an N, ends with O. N-G-O? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Public-private partnerships, right? It's the thing of the future. Uh, I like to call it fascism. This authorized $933 million to go to FEMA. Uh, and it goes immediately for NGOs and towns. Another $350 million authorizes only if ICE has increased in detention beds to 46,000 and has hired two more deportation officers. If the Border Patrol has hired 200 more officers and if USCIS hires another 800 asylum officers, then... Then, then they're going to get that money, okay? Mm. Uh, then another 116 is available to FEMA if ICE has conducted uh, 1,500 removal flights since the bill was enacted. So they get a little bonus there. Uh, and if you're looking uh, you know, at the uh, $1.4 billion in funding available to FEMA uh, for disbursement to NGOs and municipalities, um, it's great. It's great. We're gonna. They're gonna give those. You know those George Soros NGO. Uh, as long as border securing, hiring, and deportation provisions are hit, so we got that going for us. They're, we're only gonna give money to people who are trying to uh, destroy our country if they hit the other uh, other um, uh, benchmarks, which is uh, great. Hey, if you get deported twice within a year. You can't come back for a whole year. Uh, and I think that's I think that's cruel, quite honestly. So wait a minute. I've crossed illegally twice, and then they caught me and deported me twice. When I'm coming in for the third time and they catch me, I can't come in for a whole year? What? Wow, that's unfair. That's, a, that's really whew, unfair. And, and I, I appreciate your call for people to call their congress people and and senators and it's would not be the worst use of your time to do so no not at all however what i will say is even if you do not call there is almost no chance of this bill passing (laughs) i I mean there is johnson is already saying it's dead on arrival yeah Uh, but it got it has to be dead in the senate too it can't pass the senate I would, yeah, that would be, I mean, that doesn't, of course, if it just passes the Senate, it won't become law necessarily, but still, you're right. I mean, it's a good thing. People should be making stands on it, and I think they will. This is the type of thing that will get, uh, you know, senators who stand up for it primaried, which is an important outcome of this, to know which which people think this is a good idea, I think is, a, is an important outcome of this. Johnson is saying in the House side, they're not even going to put it up for a vote. Uh, Scalise is saying the same thing. They're not even going to get a vote on this. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this is dead on arrival and it's not a realistic thing. And it's funny because, Glenn, this is really... the You could make an argument this is the optimal time to negotiate something just like this. 
We're in no. A, I'm serious. No, we're there's an emergency. Why would what? This, this would be the time of pressure. Perfect time, right? But like we've had these situations before, where there are times that pressure builds up, and there are certain dynamics that go on. Um, and Republicans try to get things out of these negotiations, right? Right. And so, well, well, I mean, well, like, no, we like to think we like to they, think they are do. going to, right? Yeah. But like a good example of this is is a government shutdown. The government's uh, about to shut down. We know there's a funding thing that's about to happen. They need money to open up the government. And so Republicans say, well, we're not going to vote for that unless you give us X, Y, and Z. And then what happens at the end of that process almost every single time? Basically, they, they get nothing. They cave. Right. Uh, or maybe they get something super surfacey that doesn't really do anything. And the reason for right. that is, in reality, the Republicans don't want the government to shut down. The thing that they're holding hostage is not something they actually want. Right. So they're sitting here saying, well, you know what, uh, we, we're going we're gonna to hold this thing open. But they know it becomes a political liability if the government is shut down for too long. And they also have lots of friends that, and themselves that are dependent on government funding. So they don't actually want that to happen. The weird thing with the Ukraine issue is it's in that sweet spot where, regardless of what you think of this, Republicans are kind of like shoulder shrug on it. They, they don't, I think they could deal with spending another $100 billion mm -hmm. and giving it to Ukraine, or they could not. I think they yeah. don't really care. So yeah. they have good. Uh, some do. Some do. Some do. But not, yeah, right. Not some really oppose it. Some really approve of it. Obviously, the Nikki Haley um, uh, side of the Republican Party really wants this funding to go through. But as a party, they're kind of like could go, I think, either way on either Ukraine way. funding, yeah. mm -hmm. which puts them in a mm -hmm. unique negotiating position. They can hold this hostage. And if they lose it, they lose it. If they win it. They so wait, 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 wait. So are you saying that the left has put the Republicans into a position where really it's a win win for them? It's almost hard to fail. Right. Yeah, so is, you go to then you go to this negotiation and you realize in that situation, which is an optimal negotiating situation, this is the best they could come up with. Like yeah. this is the thing they came up with when everything in biggest, was in their favor in the invasion of our country. Right. The, the only time that we have seen anything like this in human history mm. This is what they come up with. And this is wow, the, the, the other side of it is part of this, right? In a, in a government shutdown negotiation, Democrats can say, fine, keep it shut down. I don't care. Fine, because we know we'll win the politics of that, right? Uh, on the Democratic side. The Democrats this time realize they're losing the politics of this. Yeah. They know the border is a massive mm -hmm. story for them and a huge yeah. problem. So they know yeah. they have to do yeah. something or at least show yeah. they're doing something. And still with mm -hmm. all of that, uh -huh. this yeah. is all Republicans this, were able to achieve. That's it. That's Amazing. it. Now, let me, uh, let me just say this. Uh, Republicans, do not blame Donald Trump for losing this election. Don't. He, no. Well, Don't. Uh, I mean, he can do his own part on that, but one of the reasons why people are going to say, what difference does it make? Because you can get somebody like Donald Trump who's willing to do things, but we don't trust that you won't flip sides and stop him. You won't flip sides. He will have to do it all through executive order. And there's a lot of conservatives like me that don't want that. But what choice are you giving us? What choice are you giving us? You're worthless as a party. Worthless.
And by the way, uh, I was going to say quickly on the politics of this, Glenn, you know, Donald Trump is quite aware of those politics as well and is outwardly telling everyone he is the reason this bill is going to die. He's been telling people that for, for behind the scenes for a long time and publicly for a couple of weeks. He wants people to know, hey, this crappy deal. I'm the one that stopped it. And that's and another the, reason for you to be confident it is not going to pass. Because when he's right. talking like that, there's no way the Republican Party is going to come. And, come and, no way. And let me tell you, the people who stand against it should receive our praise. Hmm? Should receive uh, our praise. They should valid. be just as much. You know, Mike Lee is fighting this thing like crazy. Yep. I'm sorry I just spent the weekend with him. But Mike Lee is fighting this thing like crazy. And he should, too, say it's because of me and this guy and this guy and this guy and Donald Trump that stopped this thing. Uh, by the way, let me just give you a little tip, okay? This is, um, I don't do any car companies, you know, uh, but I, I do care about your financial situation. So let me just give you this tip. If you're thinking about buying a new car or a used car, do not let Mitch McConnell or any of the Republican leadership negotiate, okay? Because what he'll do is he'll say, and then he'll go back into the back room with the salesperson, and he's going to make an incredible deal. And then he'll come out and go, I I got your deal is really hard. And you'll say, wow, this really sucks, and it's taken you months. I've been sitting out here for months. Uh, Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's too late for you to back out. You got you got to sign it right now. Sign it right now. Sign it right now. And then it'll get to the point to where he'll tell you that you really didn't even need the car to begin with. Um, but you just need to sign a contract. Sign a contract. It says you'll never own a car ever, ever again. At least for many years, you'll never own a car. Wait, what? That's the way this is negotiation is working out uh, right now in Washington. Don't be fooled. Back in just a second with more. First, let me tell you about preborn. We are fighting a spiritual battle as we protect the most innocent among us, babies in their mother's wombs. Preborn stands at the front lines of this battle, and the network of clinics are positioned in the highest abortion areas, often next to abortion mills where an unspeakable evil takes place every single day. Preborn offers God's love and precious uh, uh, and uh, uh, God's love and life to all of these children. And they also offer it to the moms. This, this look, pro-life people have gotten a bad name because the left has been able to position and say, you don't care about the baby after you save its life and you don't care about the moms. Oh, yes, we do. Oh, yes, we do. Um, I want you to check out preborn because that's exactly what we do. We care about the baby, saving the baby's life through an ultrasound, costs 28 bucks. Then, after the baby's born, they're there for two years for the mom and the child. Postnatal care, all the way to clothing, new clothing, all of this. It's amazing what they do. Please, you want to heal the country? We have to care about everybody. It's preborn.com slash Beck. Preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. Get even more, Glenn. Subscribe to the Glenn Beck Podcast anywhere podcasts are found. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
Listen, if I could order the flowers for you and make sure that that special lady in your life got them in time for Valentine's Day, I would do it for you. But, you know, I've got my own doghouse to avoid, so I'm not going to do that for you. So why don't you do the same thing that I do and order books? Uh, books, I mean, if, at least if you're listening, you know, close the ears for a second. You've already got books. Uh, they're, they're coming your way for Valentine's Day because they're awesome. Books is short for bouquet, and it's no secret. Uh, that ladies love flowers on Valentine's Day. It's kind of a tradition. We all know about it. Uh, but the good news is you can get 25% off right now your entire purchase with Books. This is the best place to go for your flowers. It's the go-to flower source. They've got uh, flowers cut fresh, sourced directly from the best flower farms, even some farms on the side of a volcano. Uh, so, you know, you can get flowers that last way, way longer. They know how to do this. They've been doing it for years. I've been ordering from Books for, for years and it's paid off every single time. Books is easy. You can go on the site and buy roses with one click if you want. You can choose one of their unique modern designs, which are really cool. You can get the 100 red roses, uh, which has kind of been a big thing on the internet. Uh, Valentine's Day is February 14th. Don't wait around. Make sure you place your order soon. I mean, it's coming up. It's what, a week from tomorrow? Is that right? Jeez. Uh, don't believe it when she says you don't have to get her anything. Go to books.com. Use the promo code BLAZE for 25% off. B-O-U-Q-S.com. The promo code is BLAZE. B-O-U-Q-S dot com. Promo code is Blaze. We have been uh, so throttled on on all of the platforms um, because of this search for disinformation. Uh, I'd love to debate anyone uh, from the, you know, so-called Office of Disinformation, on who's shoveling the disinformation. Love, love to have that conversation. Um, But I don't think they'll take me up. So I need to tell you on radio broadcast to make sure you go and get Saturday's podcast from me. It's episode 208. It's about the, um, uh, the starvation that is coming for the world because of what is happening. You know, I don't know if you're paying attention to the farmers at all over, overseas, but the farmers are really upset. And uh, now people in Europe are starting to wake up, but we are still asleep at the switch. They're slightly ahead of us. And things are happening with our farmers and our ranchers and our farmland that if we don't wake up soon, America will starve. And so will the world. And the ranchers are already waking people up in Europe. We're behind. Please listen to the podcast from Saturday, wherever you get your podcast. It's episode 208 of the Glenn Beck podcast. Millions will starve. Rancher sounds alarm on global food agenda. Please watch that episode. Um, You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we want to thank WELI in New Haven for uh, hosting me here today and possibly for the next few days off and on. Thank you so much to uh, all the great people here in uh, Connecticut. Okay, back with more in just a second. All right, let me tell you about our sponsor uh, for Spotlight for Blaze TV. Our economy has been dominated by businesses that cater to the woke mob. You know it and I know it. You may be working for one of these country companies. 
But uh, in the mobile uh, world, Patriot Mobile is the only one that is not part of the woke mob. In fact, they fight the woke mob. For the past 10 years, they've offered nationwide coverage, access to all three of the major networks, equipping you, equipping you with the exact same coverage you've always had, but without sending your money to leftist causes. So if you like free speech, religious freedom, I don't know, the military, Second Amendment, switch to Patriot Mobile. You're sending a message to the big mobile companies. We don't need you anymore. You can't do these things and, uh, and not pay for them. Sorry, we're out. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT right now. Get free activation if you use the promo code Beck. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. All right, hour number two begins in just a minute. Well, on the surface, everything looks good. For instance, we passed an Inflation Reduction Act. Oh, well, it didn't have anything to do with it. Exactly like this border emergency, eh, that bill has nothing. To, that's a War Powers Act. We also need to talk about what's happening with war. Kind of seems like we're getting deeper and deeper all over the world. Uh, and the jobs report. Oh, my gosh. It was a blockbuster jobs report. Did you hear that? The economy is doing fine. It's great. It's wonderful. It's fabulous. Uh, Is it? Is it? Let's look into the numbers of that job report, uh, something that your friends won't know about. Uh, Nobody in the mainstream media will tell you because they're busy carrying buckets of water. But it is very important you actually look at the numbers to know what's really happening under the hood of your vehicle. Let's do that in 60 seconds. Let me tell you about American Financing first, how they've been helping neighbors save money for 25 years. Last year alone, they saved their customers that come from this program an average of $854 a month. All they did was help them tap into their home's equity to pay off the high interest debt. Then some of these cases, man, I, I talk to these guys from time to time. And I tell, and I say, what are the listeners going through? What are you hearing? And there are people that are just like you that are maybe now, I'm going to lose my home. I'm going to lose everything I have. I can't pay the credit card bills. This year, maybe it's your turn. Uh, mortgage rates are in the five right now. That means it's a great time to call American Financing. And in 10 minutes, you could be going to a much more uh, peaceful day. All you have to do is call them. They don't charge. They have no upfront or hidden fees. They've helped thousands of people from this audience. They have 7,000 Google reviews and 4.7 star rating. Check it out for yourself. I want you to go to 
My uh, American Financing, AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. Or you can call them. They're waiting for your call now. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. NMLS 1823-34. NMLSConsumerAccess.org. APR for the rates in the five starts at 6.275% for well-qualified buyers. Call 800-906-2440 for details about credit costs and terms. I, uh, I want to talk to you about, first, the jobs report. Last hour, we went into the, um, the Senate bill that you've got to call your senators and tell them not to pass this. I know it's dead on arrival, according to the Speaker of the House, but it can't be passed in the Senate either. Don't let any of this slip through. Um, if you want some more information, we'll give you more information later on in the uh, program. But if you miss the first hour of the broadcast, you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, today's podcast will have all of the information you need on that. Now, let me go back to Friday because there was some something that came out last week and everybody was saying, oh, my gosh, the jobs, the jobs report. Oh, America's working like nobody's business. Stu, give me some of the headlines that you found over the weekend on this jobs report. Uh, headlines, th- yeah. I mean, one of the big things you hear about, uh, it was incredibly great. It was wonderful. The economy's wonderful. And this is sort of a uh, a, a peering into what we're going to be seeing over the next you know, uh, eight, eight or nine months as we get right. closer to the election. Like, Let me give you this example from um, New York Times today. Just listen to the framing of this. Why are Americans wary while the economy is healthy? Look at Nevada. Economic shocks over two decades combined with reliance on volatile casinos have undermined confidence despite an economy that's bustling. Mm-hmm. There's a couple facts stated there, right? Yeah, and that the economy is bustling. It's bustling. That's a fact. It is fact. bustling and it mm-hmm. is healthy. Mm-hmm. Now, why mm-hmm. the the question here is not what's going on with the economy. The question is what's going on with people's minds, as if why uh, that indicates why they don't understand the economy is bustling. Why don't they understand the economy economy is healthy? It's not a well, question about easy. whether the economy is healthy or not. No, no, no. It is easy. This is why they are going after disinformation, like the information I'm going to give to you next. They'll say this is disinformation and you're too stupid to understand that the economy is bustling. You're going to see these kinds of headlines all the way up to the election. Okay, all the way up to the election. They've got to convince Americans that it's just them. All right. So let's look at this uh, this report. Uh, They reported last week that in January, we unexpectedly added 353,000 jobs. That's the most since January 23, um, when it was uh, 482. Double the, the forecast of 185,000 jobs. Last month, they say, we, we, my gosh, it was 353. And most people expected only 185,000 jobs that were created. Okay? Now... Let's look into it. The average hourly earnings spiked from 4.1 to 4.5. That's the highest since last September. They spiked. Okay, now let's let's look at let's look at this for just a second. Did 
Did people get a raise? Did the hourly earnings actually go up because of actual wages? No. It's a trick. It's a trap. They actually rose because the Bureau of Labor Statistics decided to slash the number of estimated hours that everybody was working. They said the hours went from 34.3 uh, to 34.1, which may not sound like a lot, but that's why your hourly looks like it's going up because they changed that one metric. And if that metric is true, the last time the work week was this low was when the economy was shut down because of COVID. Okay? So that doesn't sound healthy. In January, the BLS conducted the annual rebenchmarking and update of seasonal adjustment factors. Long story short here, what was until December a decline in jobs has now been miraculously transformed into gains. Consider this. Before the revision, the average monthly job gain in 2021 was largely unchanged. And while the average monthly gain in 2022 was revised lower, this was purposely goal-seeked to make 2023 appear stronger. And indeed, the average monthly increase in 2023 has been revised from 225,000 to 255, which would be great, which would be great if only it wasn't for the almost entirely uh, entirely due to the the latest choice of seasonal adjustments. Ready? The Biden administration numbers are now clearly rising even as the impartial ADP which directly logs employment numbers at the company level and is far more accurate because they're actually looking at the payroll. It shows an accelerating slowdown. Seasonal adjustments. The January print was all about seasonals because while the seasonally adjusted payrolls was up 353,000, the unadjusted was down 2.635 million. That's 3 million jobs different. So here, here's, let me break it. 10% error rate. Just a 10% error rate in the seasonal adjustment. That's roughly where it always falls. It would wipe out the entire gain and make January increase a decline. Then again, this is the case with every January jobs report because the actual change in jobs in the first month of the year this year is down anywhere between 2.5 and 3 million. The latest divergence between the establishment payrolls and then the much more accurate household actual unemployment or employment survey the BLS claims 353,000 payrolls were added, but the household survey that counts the number of actually employed workers this time dropped by 31,000. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. So which one is right? This means that the payroll series hit all-time highs every month since December 2020, 
the level of unemployment has barely budged in the last year. Worse, the this has opened up the um, the number of unemployed or employed workers. If if the numbers are true, the way they've adjusted everything, the number of employed workers would need to soar by nine million to catch up to what the payroll claims is the actual employment situation. BLS reports that in January 2024, the U.S. had 133.1 million full-time jobs and 27.9 million part-time jobs. That's great until you look back one year and find that in February 23, the U.S. had 133.2 million full-time jobs or more than it does a year later. So, wait, we had 133.1 million full-time jobs last December or January, but this January, it's supposed to be great. But last January, we had 133.2. Somehow or another, we've lost some jobs. Where does it go? And by the way, all of the job growth since then has been part-time jobs part-time jobs have increased by 870,000 and all the jobs yes they're part-time but here's something even better the number of native-born workers is down again it has slid by a massive 560,000 add this to the December data we get a near record of 1.9 million in a plunge from native-born workers in the last two months. Two million native-born workers have lost their jobs. And the job creation, all of it in the last four years, has been exclusively foreign-born workers. Zero job creation for native-born workers since July of 2018. So tell me we're getting healthier. I don't think we are. I think people are working part-time jobs a lot more. And people who were born here in America are not getting jobs because all of the job growth has been with non-native-born workers. Oh, you're only saying that because you hate. No, I'm only saying you because that's what the numbers say, period. <sighs> all right. I'm hesitating to think if I should take a... Well, let me say this first. No, let me take a break. Let me take a break. First, I don't want to say anything because I've got a million things on my mind today. Let me just take a quick break and we'll come back and, uh, and give you some more information that you need to know. Lear Capital is our uh, sponsor. Uh, Lear Capital is a company that I did business with when I was a listener of Rush. Um... This is before we have a, you know, businesses change and business changes. And so I have a new gold sponsor and it's Lear Capital. Um, but this is the company that Rush was with for years and years and years. And as business changed this year, we were uh, fortunate to bring in Lear Capital is where I bought my first gold. Um, we were talking about uh, having Lear Capital as a sponsor, uh, I don't know, in 2002, but I was a nobody and Rush was an everybody. 
Um, and I really enjoyed Goldline. I thought they were very, very great. But business is business, and we have Lear Capital with us. Now, I want you to, I want you to understand that Lear Capital is the first place that I bought my gold uh, back in the early 2000s. It is quadrupled since then. And I just found out that the, the person that took my gold order then, because I always call companies and, you know, I order things or I do things without them knowing that it's me. So I know you're going to get the same kind of treatment that I would get. Um, and uh, that person that took, <laughs> took my order back then is still working for the company. Lear has prepared me for the uh, coming insanity and prepared millions of people for the coming insanity. Over $3 billion in trusted transactions, thousands of five-star reviews, and 24-hour risk-free purchase guarantee. Lear is the precious metal leaders that you can trust. Get your free wealth protection guide, and Lear will also credit your account uh, $250 toward your first purchase just to... Uh, introduce themselves to you. Not going to get that anywhere else. Uh, $250 towards your first purchase. You just call them today at 800-475-2280. That's 800-475-2280. They're anxious to meet you at Lear. 800-475-2280. Make sure your family is safe with gold or silver from Lear Capital. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, let me tell you a little bit about something that I told you last week, uh, South Dakota bill. I mentioned it uh, a week ago, exactly last week. And I told you that the banking systems would come out uh, and just with every gun, they'd come out a, a, a blazing. Let me give you um, an excerpt from the uh, Epic Times. Important laws in all 50 states have been added to state codes over the past three decades specifically with provisions dealing with Article 8 of the Uniform Commercial Code, the UCC. These laws, drafted and propagated by the influential Uniform Law Commission in tandem with powerful banking lobbyists, were seemingly deliberately designed to revoke Americans' private property rights, especially those related to investment securities, such as those held in IRA and 401k accounts. You remember when they said, uh, you will own nothing and you will be happy. I thought, how do you get a country that is used to all this private property just losing it or giving it away? Well, one way is to tax it out. Another way is to just uh, lose it um, in the stock market or spend it all because of inflation. Um, And then there's the other part of just seizing wealth. That's this part. Again, quoting the uh, Epic Times, uh, essentially the world's largest financial institutions quietly preparing for an event of a major financial meltdown successfully lobbied state legislatures to change the way that collateral is held under state laws. Among other things, these efforts have been given creditors in the form of too big to fail banks and other uh, powerful financial interest priority claim over all of the wealth stored in investment securities such as stocks, bonds, mutual funds, exchange-rated funds, 401k accounts, IRA accounts, and other types of security. So 
What does this mean? All 50 states changed Article 8 of the Uniform Commercial Code. All 50 states. So your state, no matter where you live. So that when you buy a share of stock through an intermediary, this is stockbrokers and investment managers such as Fidelity and Merrill Lynch. They actually own the security investments because they're responsible for holding on to them. But they actually own them. You don't. Okay, the stockbroker or the brokerage house or the intermediary owns the stocks you think you own. That means you, the purchaser, don't own anything. And the rule applies to stocks, bonds, mutual funds, exchange traded funds and other common forms of investment, including investments held in retirement accounts such as 401k and IRA accounts. This is what they mean by you will own nothing. It takes it to a whole new understanding. The code also allows for these stockbrokers and other intermediaries holding your investments to use them as collateral in their own financial agreements. Okay? So they go bankrupt and you think, oh, well, you're going to be okay. Well, no, the stock you think you own can be taken by another big financial institution who's owed money by the the intermediary, the stockbroker, that was holding your stocks, the bankrupt guy. Now, brokers carry insurance, similar to the FDIC, supposed to bail out customers who lose $500,000 or less of securities when a broker goes bankrupt, but that is wildly underfunded, doesn't have the cash to save investors if there is a widespread event. So here's what happened. On Monday last week, I told you about the South Dakota bill, House Bill 1199. It does a couple of important things. It restores property ownership, restores jurisdiction in the state of South Dakota. South Dakota should be fixing this, but a bump has come into the road. And he looks off an awful lot like the Monopoly Man. I'll give you more information on this, tell you what you can do in South Dakota, but it has to be done in your state. Glenn Beck. Prepare for impact. And then get a good night's sleep. Uh, good night's sleep is really uh, something you can never get enough of. Last night, it has been a just... Uh, a hair-raising weekend uh, for our family. Uh, I was in Georgia on Friday. It was supposed to be someplace else tomorrow. Uh, and uh, uh, everything is up in the air because of a family emergency. And last night, uh, my wife and I were in bed, and we were talking, and she was like, I- I- I'm never going to be able to sleep. I said, I'm not either. We took a relief relief factor sleep, the two of us, and we were both out. Um, I think she was snoring before I was, but it wasn't long after uh, I was out as well. If you have difficulty sleeping at all or you just can't turn your brain off sometimes, this is you'll sleep soundly. You'll wake up feeling refreshed. It's relief factor sleep. It is completely drug-free, so you don't feel it uh, in the morning. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Dream big and sleep tight. 
Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the code Glenn30, and it'll save you 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We were talking about an update that I gave you last week. Uh, I told you about a South Dakota bill uh, that is now massively under assault from the bank lobbyists and special interests uh, in South Dakota. This is something that has to happen in your state as well. In South Dakota, the Republican leadership is buckling, but you need to be their spine. Um, What this is, is a fight for private property, believe it or not. Private property. Right now, if you have any money in stock that you bought through a, um, you know, through an intermediary, like Fidelity or Merrill Lynch, you don't legally own that. So if any one of these big financial institutions go out, that's collateral for their debt. You don't own it. It's just like the bank. You don't actually own what's in your savings account. Okay, That can be used as collateral for the bank. You lose. This wipes the average person out if there is a huge problem. I warn you, this is going to be uh, told that you are hearing nothing but disinformation. It isn't true. I just ask, who has a better track record? Me or the mainstream media? So this bill in South Dakota allows you to keep ownership of your investment and all of your savings, regardless of whether they're they're in an intermediary like Fidelity or Merrill Lynch. Two, it restores the jurisdiction in the state of South Dakota. This would put jurisdiction back into the state, which is hard to believe. But currently, if you live in South Dakota and you have a dispute over the ownership of your investments, say J.P. Morgan Chase, that will be solved in, I'm assuming, J.P. Morgan Chase is New York or Delaware. So Delaware or a New York court is the place you will have to go to argue your case if you live in South Dakota. And how do you think that's going to go? The, the legislators in South Dakota should not allow the big financial institutions to put their customers at risk. But the Republicans are buckling right now in South Dakota. They are going to vote, and they should tell you um, how they're going to vote in advance. But this will tell you everything. Because any legislature in South Dakota that votes um, against you, the citizen, on this, They're either working for the people of South Dakota and the constituents they represent, or they're working for the special interests of someone else, the financial institutions that are all too big to fail. That's the only choice here. On Wednesday, that's this coming Wednesday, February 7th, the State Affairs Committee is voting on this bill. It's HB 1199. If this bill fails in committee, then the Uniform Commercial Code will continue and You are at risk to protect the people of South Dakota. You need HB 199. It is the Small Investors Protection Act. It will protect South Dakotan investors and ensure that jurisdiction is restored to South Dakota where it should have always been. 
Now, remember, this is not just about South Dakota. This is in every single state. All 50 states have the same dangerous law in place. Every state will need to update its laws if you are to be protected, the individual, from losing everything in a financial crash. Here's what you need to do. First, if you live in South Dakota, you need to call the members of the House State Affairs Committee right now. You can find their names online. They have to hear from you today and tomorrow or early Wednesday. Also, call Governor Kristi Noem's office as well or email. Make sure they vote in support of HB 1199, the Small Investors Protection Act. HB 1199, Small Investors Protection Act. They need to know that the people of South Dakota are watching this vote and they want their property rights protected. The one that really needs to hear this the most is the House Speaker Stevens and the House uh, Majority Leader Will Mortensen. They're playing games with this and siding right now with the big banks uh, over you, the citizens of the state. They don't want you, the people, to know what is happening here. And they will claim disinformation, but it is not. This is true. They will use that to uh, thwart so many people. And then it will uh, go back and pass this Wednesday. And nobody will ever think about it again until it's too late. Okay, so call. If you live in any other state... I want you to call your legislator, your state legislator, and ask them to take a hard look at HB 199 in South Dakota. Every single state must pass a law like this. The fight is focused right now on South Dakota, but that's going to change very soon. Um, The people that um, I work with are on this uh, nationwide, and it's a fight that we cannot afford to lose you have to stop it before the next crisis begins. Okay, uh, let's just talk a little bit about um, our strike on on uh, you know our retali- retaliatory strikes that happened over the weekend uh, on the Islamic resistance in Iraq. Um, we struck, I think they said eighty two targets on Saturday. But that's not true. It's only seven targets and 87 uh, or 82 strikes in those seven areas. So let's say there's an airfield. That's one target, but it has, you know, 22 targets in that airfield. Okay. Um, I don't know why we gave the, you know, uh, we gave Iran uh, a week to do this you can't tell me that it takes a week it really they don't have a plan for iran i mean that's a problem uh why did they give them a, a a week and what exactly are we doing here what what is the goal of of this because we're also giving in the so-called border bill which is not a border bill oh god i said this during the Inflation Reduction Act, and nobody listened, and they still passed the damn thing. This is not a border bill. This is a war bill. This is a war bill, period. There's more money for war and refugees and everything else in this bill than there is on the border. Um, but we are giving, in the border bill, so-called, the war bill, we are giving Ukraine 
uh, 60 billion, 14 billion to uh, um, to Israel and 10 billion to Gaza and Hamas. Oh, who are we giving it to? Well, we'll probably run that through the U.N., which we know exactly what they're doing. What do we do? We're funding everybody on all sides. It makes no sense. God, we are just suicidal. I'm sorry, Stu. I'm going to have another aneurysm. Can you just <laughs> here for a second? Uh, uh, it, suicidal is a an interesting summary of uh, the West isn't it? overall. Yes, we seem to be going down that road uh, with extreme abandon. Um, you're right. I mean, I, I think it's... It, 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 the border stuff is only included in the bill because they want the other stuff for Ukraine. They want the cash for Ukraine uh, secondarily for Israel, I suppose, but basically for Ukraine. And this is their supposed, supposed uh, flexibility on their border rules. And it's interesting because, of course, the the far left also won't vote for this. So you'll have this situation where they're trying to cobble together the center left and center right to come up with some sort of uh, voting block that will get this thing through going to be difficult if not impossible for a multitude of reasons but it just shows where their priorities are right like i, I mean it shows what they really want to happen and, and i mean correct me if i'm wrong glenn but like Zelensky is announcing basically they have to reform the entire government because none of their war stuff is working they're just like ah you know we need to kind of we need a remix you know, this yeah. has, this just doesn't work as an acoustic. We need a techno version. And, like, I don't <laughs> think that that is some... It doesn't seem like the situation you want to dump $100 billion into. Uh, let me uh, uh, let me just say that, you know, one of the things that we're doing is we are paying for their entire government. All of the government workers, you, your tax-paying dollar is going over to Ukraine. We are funding a second government. And that's not hyperbole. Correct me if I'm wrong, Stu. Hyperbole? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's you know, not necessarily the most, uh, the way they would describe it, but yes, this no, is. No, but it is, but you know, that's what we're doing. It does seem to be that the realism what, of the yeah, situation. Yeah, that's what we're doing. It is, it is just nuts. And um, anybody who tells you you know, the Jamie Dimon thing over at uh, the WEF has bothered me for a while. There's a couple of things that have bothered me. Uh, one, Jamie Dimon coming out and then Al Gore coming out and saying, you know, I really like the Trump supporters. I don't think we should say bad things about the Trump supporters. And Jamie Dimon uh, coming out and saying, you know, Trump wasn't really all that bad. Where, where have you been, Jamie? Where have you been? Now, there's two reasons for these kinds of switches. There's one. Jamie Dimon sees over the horizon and goes, none of this is good for the banking system. We're going to we're going to get we're going to lose the gold standard. None of this is good. And maybe we should take a look at Donald Trump or he's hedging his bet and thinking Donald Trump is going to win. And there's got to be somebody on the inside, maybe at the Treasury Department. Maybe I could say nice things about him and become the head of Treasury so I can keep this train running on the, the tracks it's already on. I don't know. Al Gore comes out and says these things. Um, they are afraid 
But what you're seeing is, remember when I told you that there's, their whole thing was restoring trust? I talked to some people this weekend that were actually there, and I said, I have to ask you, restoring trust, who, whose trust are they trying to restore? I said, I haven't said this on the air yet because it's just a theory, but I get the feeling that they're not trying to restore trust between us and the people. It's trust in the elite and in the program that people are starting to peel off up at the t- top levels and they're saying, no, 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 we all have to trust each other. This is going to work. we got to stay together. They both laughed and said, that's exactly what they mean. They don't even think of us. Okay? We are just totally irrelevant. They are in trouble. We've got to stand together and use our common sense, be cool and collected and calm, and Finish the job we started because we are winning. They're freaking out. We are winning, but it is going to be at the finish line. It will be a photo finish. Let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It's the Berna launcher. You heard me talking about Berna lately. Um, It is a less lethal pistol that you can rely on. Uh, And when I, I saw that, I went, oh, less lethal. So it, could be. Yeah, I suppose if you shoot it into somebody's eye, it's going to kill them. Um, but it is, I mean, because it packs a punch. Uh, kinetic rounds come out first. If that's the way you load it, you load it any way you want. Or tear gas. They have pepper spray uh, rounds, which I'm like, why? Go for the tear gas, the tear gas rounds. This will incapacitate somebody uh, in a six-foot range around that somebody for about 40 minutes. This is something that you use first uh, before you have to pull your gun. Government agencies and police officers all around the country are using this now um, because it, it will put somebody down for quite some time. It is made here in America. In fact, it's made in one of my favorite towns in America, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, and you can get it now at Berna, B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Glenn. In an exclusive 10% discount, that's Burna, B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Glenn. Are opinions weighing you down? Call in and let it out. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Tucker Carlson uh, texted me last night from uh, the former Soviet Union. And uh, whatever he is doing there, he's doing it today and tomorrow. A lot of people heard about it. And uh, Bill Crystals of the world came out and said uh, he shouldn't be allowed back into the country. He's obviously a Putin supporter. Did you say that to Megyn Kelly when she sat down with Vladimir Putin? Did you? Did did you say it about what was it, Barbara Walters or Diane Sawyer that met with Saddam Hussein? Um, have you have you ever said anything about you know how the New York Times and Time Magazine just fell in love with Mussolini and Stalin and Hitler? You say anything about that? This this is something journalists do, and uh, 
the GOP and all those who are saying that uh, Tucker is a traitor for going over and talking to you can argue he's not going to do uh, a fair interview. You don't think that he's the guy to give it or what are you going to argue that back and forth all you want? But to say he shouldn't be allowed to interview a world leader and a figure that is changing the world. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think you may be the fascist. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. I mean, this is what journalists are supposed to do. They're supposed to go. And now look, I, and every journalist would kill for an interview right now with Vladimir Putin, every single one of them. Now, of course the criticism is the reason why, and and we don't know all the details, obviously of, of, of this interview or whatever, but um, one of the criticisms would be, you're right, a lot of people would like to talk to him, and he's choosing to choo- to to interview with Tucker because he thinks he's going to get a favorable interview. Now, we will see if that's true or not, if if this interview occurs and we, and we get to see it. And you're right, you can be critical of the way he handles that interview. You can be critical of the questions he asks. You can say he's too tough or too, or, or the opposite. You'll know. But you'll know you'll when know you watch when you it. See like, it. The interview, you'll know when you see it. He's a world leader. Of yes. course you should be talking to him. You should be talking to all, every dictator on earth should have it, be journalists trying to get interviews with them all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like Tucker, David. Yeah, yeah. I'd like him to sit down with uh, Joe Biden. I mean, we should, like you said, That's too sit far, down with... That's too Wait far. a minute. What? The Glenn Beck Program. going to get into politics we're going to get into the border bill which is not a border bill it is a war bill uh we're going to talk about the economy some and i want to start with some good news i saw this um uh yesterday kind of going viral warren smith he's a filmmaker and a teacher he teaches classes and then posts them on youtube he went viral for a recent interaction with a student Uh, that he was teaching when they said, how do you feel about J.K. Rowling? You have to listen to the way this guy handled this. It was so good. This is, this guy should be the teacher of the year just for this answer. I want you to hear that coming up in just a second might help you out as well and some of the things that you face day to day. My Patriot Supply, if the economy goes up in flames, and let's face it, we're wobbling on the edge of that cliff even now, are you apt to go up in flames with it? All the signs are there. You can almost feel it coming towards us, but are you prepared? You need to plan for the worst and then just hope for the best. And then when the worst comes, you're already prepared. You've already thought it through. It's my Patriot Supply that I would like you to call today. They're on the top of the line in emergency food. 
They have helped millions of people prepare over the years. They can help you as well. Right now, you get their one-year emergency food kit at MyPatriotSupply.com. You'll save $700. So get it before this week ends. These meals are durable. They're sealed. They'll last up to 25 years in uh, storage. They provide over 2,000 calories a day every day for a year. And it will cost you under two grand. It's an amazing deal, but ends this week. Start preparing with My Patriot Supply at MyPatriotSupply.com. Free shipping included. MyPatriotSupply.com. Okay, I want you to hear this. This is a question and answer uh, from a teacher and his student talking about J.K. Rowling. Listen. So these guys want to talk about J.K. Rowling? Is, is that, so what's going on with that? What do you want to know? Uh... She's she's had a pretty controversial past. I just want to know, like, what are your thoughts on it? Like, do you still like her work despite her uh, bigoted opinions? So let's get specific, though. Let's define bigoted opinions. What opinions are bigoted? We're going to treat this as a thought experiment. I'm not going to say yeah. what's right or wrong or what way to think. The whole point is to learn how to think, not what to think. Yeah. yeah. So when you say bigot, you, you're you're starting with the conclusion that, given her bigoted opinions. Yeah. So first, her, uh, let's start with. Does she have bigoted opinions? So when you when you say bigoted opinions, she has had a history of being extremely transphobic. I've heard. You've heard. So what? Can you give me an example? Uh, if you look at her Twitter, I think um, you can see a few things. Um, if you want, I could try and find. Yeah, see something. if you can find. See if you can find one. So, one of these tweets that she came up with in 2019, she said. Dress however you please, call yourself whatever you like, sleep with any consenting adult who will have you um, live your best life in peace and security, but force women out of their jobs for starting that, for stating that sex is real. So you find that bigoted? What do you find about it was in there? It was deemed transphobic. I, like, I myself... Do you find that transphobic yourself? Uh, I don't really have an opinion on it, but I'm just going with what a lot of other people have said. So let's pause it. Let's not go with what other people are saying. Let's try and learn how to critically think. So let's analyze the tweet ourselves. So that statement, do you see anything problematic disregarding other people's opinions? Um, she did try and pin some things on... A, spe- a specific group of per- of people. Where does she Where does she do that? Do that? Can you read that? But force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real. So when I hear that, I'm interpreting that as meaning, if a woman says that you know, saying that there is a difference between men and female, and then being attacked as transphobic, I think that's what she's saying by attacking someone for stating that sex is real. That is exactly what she's saying. Is that I, transphobic to you? So, to me, no. Stating that sex is real is not transphobic. It's just a fact of life. It exists. So is there anything you disagree with in that tweet? Uh, in that tweet, I can't really see anything that I myself disagree with. Do you think it's fair that there's a that she's being attacked by a large group of people and people are calling her? Like you said, at the beginning of this conversation, you said, Given the fact that J.K. Rowling is transphobic, how do you feel about Harry Potter? Now, yeah. retroactively looking at that statement, do you think that that was the best way to phrase 
No, I feel like an idiot now. <laughs> it's okay, though, but this is why we do this, to learn, to yeah. learn how to think. Is that not fantastic? That's why we do this, to learn how to think. I will tell you that uh, when I went to school, I, I could only afford one class, um, and uh, uh, it was here at Yale uh, University in New Haven, Connecticut. And uh, I had a teacher, Wayne Meeks, and I have no idea to this day where he stood on issues. No idea. No idea. And I would push back and forth with him, and he would push me. And just when I thought, okay, I know what he believes, he'd flip sides and he'd argue the other side like he was a passionate believer in that. That's what we need. School is not to teach what to think, but how to think. And every single school has lost that. They teach you how, uh, what to think. No, teach critical thinking the way he the way he brought that and didn't get involved in the argument. This is what we all have to learn. Don't get involved or heated or frustrated in the argument. He just took his time and said, well, wait a minute. A lot of people say, well, what, what do a lot of people say? Give me a, a, an example uh, so we can take that. And, uh, and remember, we don't take anything a lot of people say. That, that's the problem. That's why we've smeared so many good people is because we haven't taken the time. What did they actually say? Was that in context? What does that actually mean to you in context? Do you agree or disagree? With what part do you disagree? What part do you agree? So is that fair to say yes or no? We should be doing this with the bill on the border stuff. The border stuff, instead, everybody claims disinformation. No. Be specific. Be specific. What parts of this are really bad? Now, I got to say, I get, I suppose I could find some good things in here. Um, Stu, have you found any good things in here? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think there's some, it's not the, it's not a good bill. It's cert it's theoretically could have some things that would be beneficial. I mean, making the asylum process better would be a good change. But wait, let's stop there and use critical thinking. Mm -hmm. What exactly do you mean by better? What do they mean by making it better? Well, as we know, one of the big problems with the asylum process is, number one, you get, on, get onto our soil and say you want asylum, and basically you're just released within the country with a court date that can be as far as 2032, okay? Mm -hmm. um, what they say, again, I'm not saying I believe this, but what they are saying this does is it trims the asylum process from three from multiple years to months. So that would shorten uh, the time period that these people were allowed to be in the United States with no real repercussions. Okay, so stop for a second. Stop mm -hmm. for a second. So I'd like to ask you a series of questions here. And not what you just, not on on the facts of what you just said on what's in the bill. I want to back up and ask you when you said they say that, that you can read the bill, you know, it's in there. What do you mean by they say that it will, uh, that X, Y, Z, they claim that if this was implemented into law, they would enforce it. However, but, my but, hesitation here is because there's lots of things that are implemented into law that they do not enforce. Um, and that okay. is why it is difficult to take any of these proposals seriously. 
And would you say that happens on both sides of the aisle with almost any topic or just this topic? I would say that it does hit both sides of the aisle on various topics. However, uh-huh. there is a heavy, heavy bias toward the left doing this. They continually uh, you know, do not follow the law. And I would say there's a heavy um, bias toward this particular issue as well, being one that they do not enforce the law on. So it makes me incredibly no. suspicious of it. Okay, so I could I could go on to give me examples, but I think in you know just in uh, because of time, I'm not going to ask you that. I think we can all find examples of that being true. But what does that tell you now about the bill? I mean, it tells me the bill isn't worth the paper it's typed on. Yes. So that tells me what. So how much time should you spend on a bill that? isn't worth the paper it's printed on. Uh, I would argue zero minutes, but we've obviously spent more than zero minutes on it today. I know, because we do have to inform people what's in the bill so they see. But I would add the caveat that we all know the game that is played on the border. We all know it. So it's not worth... I mean, you can put as many, you know, uh, uh, shall over uh, will... In any bill, and the shall is meaning, well, they have to do it now. I've seen that game played over and over and over again, mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're not following the Constitution. So these bills don't mean very much. The best thing that Congress and the, and the, and the administration can do now is not pass anything until they've restored their trust with the American people. But are they apt to do that? I would argue no, but let me follow up with this on your on your side here, Glenn, because, and I will do this as a, someone who's completely dead inside on all of these issues. <laughs> I yeah, admit okay, my yeah. my devil's advocacy here is not heartfelt. Uh, oh but, no, mine isn't. Yeah, I no, know, I, I know. But let's play devil's advocate. But Go like, ahead. if because I my initial reaction to this bill is to read it and say, okay, there are maybe a couple things that could theoretically be good in there, but I don't trust them at all because they're never going to enforce these things anyway. If that is the case, then how is there ever a solution to this problem? We could sit here and say that like, well, uh, good question. You know, we are skeptical they're going to implement this, but we're going to be skeptical that they're going to implement anything forever. Mm-hmm. I think rightfully so. So with that being said, how do you ever get to a place where this problem is solved or at least alleviated? So uh, this leads me to a place that I didn't think we would go to, um, but uh, I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, Civil war. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. The the answer to that question (laughs) is none of this will be solved by the people who caused the problem. Um, the people that are currently tra- saying that they are going to solve this problem are all of the people that have caused this problem. Joe Biden, uh, the GOP that says they want to solve problems, but they don't actually want to solve them. Um, the, you know, Chuck Schumer, all of the same people are involved. So the, the, the real answer is, shouldn't we be spending more time on finding Uh, the right people to run, ensuring that they get in, helping them get in, and finding new candidates that won't play this same game. We've we've seen that's that's almost as harder, uh, 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 almost harder than solving the the border problem. 
I mean, you've what you've just said is basically Donald Trump's argument, right? His argument is put me it back, is. put me in an office, and I will take care of this. And and we shouldn't, even if there no, are improvements in this bill, we shouldn't look at them because the more important thing is to get me back in office, and therefore I can no. do these things because I alone can do this. Yeah, well, which, then, no, wait, that's not what I said. That's not. Uh, what I but I think that's similar to. what I'm not saying. I'm not saying you're you're signaling this to Donald Trump. I'm just saying I, I'm I'm personalizing to Donald Trump because he's making this ar- argument explicitly. Yes. Right. Like but again, a- he he. If that was indeed what he was saying, and uh, you know he didn't say it, so let's not attribute it to him. But indeed, if that's what he was saying, well, then that would be a problem because that's not our system. That's not our system. If if he would say hire me hire these people in their respective roles and together we're going to fix this that would be the ultimate that would be the ultimate uh if everybody did what they said they were going to do and they were fresh fresh blood that would be great um the next best thing is to do it by executive order but i hate that solution um for for one reason they can change it the next president that comes in. Uh, and let, let's let's jump off uh, off of this here for a second and come back in just a minute. I want to talk to you about why his vice presidential pick is so important. Next. First, our sponsor this half hour is Mantis X. You know, very seldom uh, do I think to myself, you know, I spend too much time at the gun range practicing to be a better shot. I. I mean, maybe it's just me, but have you ever had that thought? You know, there's no reason to go today. I've already gone every day this week. The expensive ad, um, ammo, the time that it takes, et cetera, et cetera. May I suggest Mantis X? Now, Mantis X allows you to work with your gun. It's a high-tech, easy-to-use system, widely used by the military, and it helps improve your shooting quickly. You attach it to your firearm. You connect it with an app. That's your smartphone or your tablet uh, via Bluetooth. And when you're firing actual rounds, even dry fire practicing, it will give you instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, how to correct your technique. 94% of the shooters now improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. It's honestly, this is why the, the, um, the military uses Mantis X now. It is so good. Be responsible. Increase your competence, your confidence today with Mantis X. Get yours now at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so uh, the president was thrilled that he won the Democratic, Democratic primary in a landslide in South Carolina. Uh, I mean, I guess you could call it that. Uh, Nobody really running against him. And only 4% of those who could vote turned out to vote. So I wouldn't necessarily call that. How much do you take from this? I I mean, I have other points on the Trump thing we were on in a second. But, like, how much do you take from that? I mean, he he was... He was the only candidate, really, that was serious that was running. He's the incumbent no. president. Would you show up to I vote in that none. election? Who cares? No, I wouldn't I show wouldn't. up. Why would you take no, any not at all. any of your time to go vote in an election? He's going to win 96 to 2. Yeah, none. So let me go now back to Donald Trump. Who he selects as vice president is critical because the president will only have four years. He's a lame duck president. 
uh, going in. He's got one term. So he's in the first 40 to 100 days. It's all got to be there. And he's got to execute it from day one. He has to know exactly who he's putting in on every in every office. And those people have a list of everybody they need to cut in every office. He needs to be a machine in the first 100 days. Um, And then, you know, he can go and do whatever he wants, but that should be laid out. Honestly, a lot of it should be laid out by now. Um, And the vice president is going to be the key to all of this. I don't mean during the Trump administration, but he's got to be somebody that we all say, that's who I'd like to be the president in 2028. The best person he could pick, and I don't think DeSantis would do it, but the best person he could pick would be Ron DeSantis. Um, Ron DeSantis getting in and being the vice president so we have a smooth transition. We, to fix this, we need 12 years. You've got to have the presidency and somebody who is on the same page for 12 years. This has taken over 100 to build. You can dismantle it in 12, but you can't in four. Now, who is he looking as, at as vice president? You know, people are pointing to this, uh, this audio cut of uh, the president talking about two candidates. But listen carefully. He's not actually saying that these are two I'm considering. Listen to this. When will you announce who your VP is? Not for a while. I mean, I have, while. we have so many great people in the Republican Party, but not for a while. Well, what criteria are you using to identify who your running mate is? Always it's got to be one thing. It's got to be who would be a good president. I mean, you always have to think that because, you know, in case of emergency, things happen, right? No matter who you are, things happen. It's got to be number one. Who is your running mate? Well, I have a lot of good people. We have a lot of really good people. So you haven't decided who it is? I have a lot of good ideas, but I haven't. And there's no reason so to do that So you haven't told that person, you're my person. I, I speak to everybody. I speak to everybody. You know, I called Tim Scott this, so because a lot of people like Tim Scott. I called him and I said, you're a much better candidate that, for me than you are for yourself. Christy Noem has been incredible fighting for me. She said I'd never run against him because I can't beat him. That was a very nice thing to say. What was it's the story that your team reached out to RFK Jr.? Did it's you? a false story, no. It's a false you story. never reached you know out what? to RFK Jr.? I like Jr.? him a lot. Nope, never, never have. Did you notice the one thing he didn't say about those two was he's considering them as vice presidential candidates, even though I think he would be wise to, you know, yeah, consider I think uh, on, those. Those are two good people. But I think they're on the board. I would, I would, yeah. I would argue they're, they're on, on the board. board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But everybody's like, oh, he's narrowed it down to two. No, well, no, no, I mean, no, he he's, hasn't. He's got to say 25 different things about it. He's already said he cho- he's decided. Now he's saying he's not. He likes the drama of this. Uh, people oh, don't understand he's... that, but he does. Yeah. When he comes out with his candidate, he'll say the vice presidential candidate is after this break. <laughs> All right. Let me, uh, let me tell you about our sponsor. Uh, this half hour, it is my pillow. You hear me talking about my pillow all the time and how they don't you know, just change your sleep for the better. They they really change your daytime as well for the better. Right now, you can get fifty percent off the my pillow two That's not all. You can also get fifty percent off the new flannel sheets or their six pack towel sets for twenty nine ninety nine. Actually, everything is on sale right now. They have free shipping for everything, especially you're going to want this on larger items such as the mattress toppers. That's 100% made in the USA and on sale for as low as $99 now. 
You'll also find sales on their kitchen towels, their dog beds. Did you even know they made these? Blankets, slippers, all of it. Use the promo code BECK. Find this offer right now at MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Check out everything I've mentioned and so much more on sale. Remember, promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. It's MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. Isn't it time to sign up to Blaze TV? Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the code Glenn30 and you can save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. I'm live from uh, the station, really, where everything started, uh, at least talk-wise, for me. And I found Stu as an intern. Uh, we're at the studios in New Haven, Connecticut, at KC101 and WELI. And I want to thank Fred, the engineer, is just incredible. Um, and uh, and also Vinnie Penn and Dr. Rossi, who are, are still here after all so many years. And thanked, uh, thank them for their support and uh, and kindness of working quickly to get me on the air here. Uh, this weekend we had a an emergency in the family, um, and the whole schedule is kind of up uh, up in the air right now. So we'll give you more uh, as as you need to, you know, as it needed. Um, as a quick fact check, Glenn, I was making six dollars an hour hanging balloons in the promotions department. Um, not actually an intern until after uh, I had met you. Just to make just to be clear, I, I was I was promoted so you to were, intern. You were promoted <laughs> to intern. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, but did we? Did I pay you six dollars an hour? You didn't, intern. No, you didn't. The station yeah. was paying me to hang the balloons and to put the stickers on the wow. table multiple, multiple months before you actually brought me on as an intern. It's an wow. important part okay. of my career. I want to make sure it's fleshed out for the public uh, okay, consumption. Good, yeah. And you were a little, you know, you're like, oh, I don't know, I'm making a lot of, I'm making a lot of coin here. <laughs> it's six Hanging bucks every <laughs> hour. I mean, minus the taxes in Connecticut, so negative yeah. three bucks an hour total. Yeah, it was great. Um, it, was it was great. great. Uh, so before we move on from the from the the border situation and yeah. my uh, limited uh, advocacy for uh, the devil in this particular situation, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. um, yes, Coyote speaks for me. There's a, a kernel of like real, real like dead end type of worry here for me on this issue because yes, endless <laughs> because you know Trump as you, I mean and I will say he's somewhat explicitly said he's the guy who can I mean this is his campaign right he's saying he's the best guy to solve this problem he has explicitly talked about that and I you know I think there's you know he did some good things on the border I mean I don't think he was perfect there but he did some good things on the border certainly better than what we have now as we could all agree yeah, yeah. so but like it, right now his political calculation which I think is accurate is do not let anyone support this bill in the Republican Party. Outwardly shame them if they do, because if you if you do that, he the issue continues to be a problem for Biden. It's it's hampering his campaign, and and Donald Trump is more likely to be get get into the White House, and therefore more likely to improve this situation. So I think that's all. Like it works for Donald Trump, probably works for the border situation, particularly in the long term. However, it, or in the short term, however. In the long term, it's another story, right? Because Donald Trump can do what he did last time, basically. He can go in there and he can improve some things on the border, which he did. Um, he can he can 
probably make the numbers look a heck of a lot better than they are now for four mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. right. His VP choice is key. Maybe that person gets another eight years. Maybe we even extend those those solutions for eight years. However, without getting this through Congress, it's going to be difficult to see anything that's going to really change this situation in any dramatic way. And if Donald Trump long is president, long term, long term, and if if Donald Trump is president of the United States, there is basically zero chance you're going to get 60 votes on a conservative border s- solution in the Senate. So why put, do you need 60? Well, because they'll they will filibuster anything. The Democrats will filibuster anything that tries to go through. So, oh, the filibuster! I forgot they hadn't gotten rid of that yet. Yeah, I mean, okay, go ahead. Theory, you can talk about that, which I do not like no, as I a don't solution want, either. I don't like that at all. All right, no. So, I mean, I don't think this what we have here is the solution at all. This new border bill, but like, how do you get to a long term solution? Because all you seemingly can do is somewhat improve the process. I mean, and and people will point out that, you know, especially those that are conservatives and didn't like Trump. I mean, you know, Trump endorsed Lankford his full and total endorsement for the guy who negotiated this bill. So, I mean, like, even if we get an improvement under Trump, how do you make it long-term? How does it last? Uh, Well, uh, I think my attorney said it best. Uh, uh, There's really no hope. It's a civil war. (laughs) Uh, I'd like to argue... Mm-hmm. That this bill actually will hurt the next president if it's not, you know, if it's Donald Trump, because we've now codified that there can be 4,000, you know, 3,999 that go through uh, every day. And uh, we're fine with 1.8 million people coming in. It'll now be codified. So what is he supposed to do when he gets in? He can't he can't slow that down. That's now law. This is really bad if you want to solve the problem. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. That this is so horrible um that nothing's ever going to work, but I I will tell you while we have the chance to vote for senators. I mean, remember there's enough senators. I'm sure you do this on your morning report. There's enough senator openings that could go actually really well for the liberty-loving side of the uh, GOP that we could have enough numbers to get a lot through. Am I wrong? You could, yeah. You could have a real improvement here. I mean, and, and you could also have improvements even when the numbers don't change. A prime example of this is Utah, right? You go from Mitt Romney to eh. question mark. And so, well, I mean, I'm just saying if you choose a good person in that role, you can make a massive improvement in the Senate without even changing your numbers. But what's what's the bad news? So, you know, I said I thought that Mitt Romney's uh, son was going to run. Yeah, you mm. did tell me that. Yeah. And I, that no, it didn't, it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Okay, well, that's, yeah. that's not bad news. That's well, good. somebody's son is running. Is it mine? No, uh, <laughs> it is uh, Orrin Hatch's son. So, uh, do people in Utah ever vote for someone? Like, I, are they independent enough to not vote for name, just a last name that's familiar? I, I don't, don't I, know. I feel I like they are. Know. I mean, Mike Lee's a good know. example of that, right? They could have yeah. gone another direction with an established well, they candidate. Have, they they went with, this, with Lee, right? They're still they're, they're still actually you know they have to go through the nomination process yep. yet. So he's not the guy yet. Um, I met uh, one of the people that are is throwing their hat in the ring uh, uh, over the weekend and had a conversation with him. I want to have another conversation with him at least. And I'd like to meet everybody that is involved in that. 
Uh, but uh, please not, please not hatch. Please, for the love of Pete, can we learn our lesson? Yeah. I mean, obviously, the son of another candidate could theoretically be good, but why, why do we always really? do this? Why do we always do this? Why do we always go well, back? Because we to don't like thing? kings. We don't like kings and royal families. <laughs> right. The whole country you know was I mean? was framed on the idea that we don't like kings, and yet we're like, you know what we like? I know. Kings. Kings. <laughs> we really like that, and we only like it because then we don't have to remember stuff. You know, mm. we get in the booth and we're like, oh, I know that name. Click. That's the only reason why that works, honestly, is we are so lazy. We're like, I don't know who to vote. Oh, I think I've heard that name before. Yes, Beelzebub. Pull it. Pull it. Um, anyway, let me uh, play something here from uh, CNN that just stunned the host. Uh she was on and they were talking about why are people, so many people coming to New York that are illegal aliens? Listen. I'm looking at the dates that their arrest started, which is probably close to when they got here. They've only been here a couple of months. So what the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in New York, do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. Oh, Great point. Mm. <laughs> mm. It is a great point. Oh, uh, yeah. Break to a commercial quickly. Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it's remarkable how we talked about this last week. This is all just common sense. Everybody knows the answer. Everybody knows the answer. You 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 want to fix the border? The first thing you have to do is just close it until we can get a handle on what we already have. You know, it's it. it it's as if we are being told it's unreasonable to turn the water off on a tub that is overflowing and is now leaking through the kitchen ceiling. They're all standing there going, no, no, wait, we have to decide what to do first. We have to, how are we going to mop this up? Turn the water off. Everybody knows that. Turn the water off. Now, yeah, but what are we going to do about crime? arrest and prosecute it's i don't know it's worked for thousands of years let's give it a whirl uh you know it it is all such common sense and that is you have been convinced by the mainstream media and and here's how it works every time you will say turn the water off well yes but do you know anything about the electricity and the walls and the floor no, well, you don't know anything about the electricity. Can you just leave this to the experts here? And then you walk away and go, well, I don't know. It had something to do with the electricity in the wall or the floor. No, it doesn't. Turn the water off. It's simple. Unless you are talking about, you know, nuclear energy. That's when, you're, that's when you might want to sit that one out. You know, I don't know. Why don't we just take the rods out of the water? You know, sit that one out. I don't know enough on that one. But on the simple things like how can I help crime go away from my city? I got the answer for you. It's really simple. I don't need any of you eggheads. We have it. Uh, Inflation. Well, now it's so bad that we have to have a few experts just to tell us, okay, put your tray table up. Put your head between your knees and kiss your butt goodbye because this whole plane could burst into flames. But 
there's a chance a lot of us survive. So here's what you do. But the plane is going down. What are we doing? What are we doing? When will America truly wake up to it's not that hard? You know, when this administration is putting people in the FAA, in our towers, who have lower scores and qualifications of others, but they happen to be a one-armed lesbian who is also transgendered and thinks they're a rainbow pony, and they get the job, common sense says you're going to have a lot of near misses. Have you noticed what's been happening in the sky? I think it's 18 near misses in the last few months. 18. Why? Oh, they just changed the rules on how to become an air traffic controller. They just give it out to anybody as long as they fit the narrative. Common sense will say that's going to get people killed. Let's go for merit here. Let's go for merit. As planes fall out of the sky, there's a reason why the world's greatest engineering group, Boeing, now has planes that don't work and fall out of the sky. Oh, what could it be? I don't know. Maybe the fact that they changed the entire leadership chain chain from engineering people to financial people. And the bean counters don't know how to build an airplane. That could be it. And that the bean counters also had a lot of the rainbow pony thing going on with them. And they cared more about their woke policies than planes that work. It's really not that hard to figure out. That's what do you say. We just get together peacefully and we're just like, hey, you know what? Not going to do that anymore because it doesn't work. Not going to do it. Back in just a minute. Sponsor of this half hour is Relief Factor. I don't endorse products on the program that I don't believe in and that I don't personally use, especially if it's something that you would take in your body. Um, I don't, I just don't do it. I don't like it. If I haven't tried it myself, if I haven't gone through the experience just like you, not the Glenn Beck is going to call today, so make sure you treat him well. I don't do that. I just call at any hour of the day, any time. They have no idea I'm calling, and I vet them, and I use their product. I see the delivery and the customer service and everything else. Relief Factor is the this is the reason why I didn't take Relief Factor as a as a sponsor for a very long time because I hadn't used it and didn't believe it. I didn't think it would work. My wife finally made me take it. It's a hundred percent drug free, which is why I didn't think it would work. I mean Pfizer. I mean they got all the experts there. Of course they know what's going to help eliminate pain. This is one hundred percent natural. A million people have tried it. Works for about seventy percent of the population. Uh, but see how it can change your life. I got out of pain. Get out of pain. Just try the 1995 three-week quick start. Take it as directed. They have their feel-better-or-money-back guarantee, so you don't have anything to lose. Give it a try. Go to relieffactor.com. See if this won't help you with your pain. 800-4-RELIEF. That's 800, the number 4, relief, or relieffactor.com. The following content identifies as a commercial. Isn't that lovely? The Glenn Beck Program. We'll be right back.
Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Stu. Yeah, so Glenn, one of the things we talk about on the border is that we should just enforce the law. The law already has plenty of tools for us to solve these problems, and we just don't enforce them, which I think is largely true, or at least would be an in- yeah. incredible improvement if we did these things. The problem because, with this, yeah, because law is no, no longer the supreme ruler of the land. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. That's exactly what I'm I'm trying to get to here, which is there now seems to be this acceptable standard that. Whoever is president sort of determines what laws right. will be enforced and which ones will not. And and when you're in that situation, what is no matter what great bill you pass, what is the solution? I mean, this is the solution essentially you must win every presidential election or your entire no. sovereignty falls apart. I mean, that's again, I go back to we've got to reeducate the people about the Declaration of Independence, this the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. If we are going to live this way in this country and be free, then we have to reset the system back to its original parameters. The reason why um, presidents can do this is because of this vast, unnamed, faceless administration that said, well, the FDA just said, well, who at the FDA? What? How do I? Can I call them? Can I make my case? There's there's nobody that you can blame or vote out. And so the president, like as designed, beginning with Woodrow Wilson, then has to make decisions and issue edicts. We don't want that system. And that's the problem. We'll see you tomorrow. Glenn Beck Program.